This is Food First Michigan on News Talk 760 WJR. Sponsored by the Food Bank Council of Michigan. Creating a food secure state. And by Farm Bureau Insurance of Michigan. Now here are your hosts, Dr. Phil Knight and Jerry Brisson. Welcome everyone and thanks for listening. It's our traditional holiday show here on Food First Michigan, and we are all about spreading some good cheer. This year, our show focuses in on some of the Stand in the Gap champions, otherwise known as Hunger Heroes, who through their efforts impact our network and the families we serve. Our seven Feeding America food banks that serve all of Michigan's 83 counties know that it would be impossible without the help of individuals who choose to invest a portion of their time, talent, and treasure with us to do the work that we do. Each year at the conclusion of the Michigan Harvest Gathering, our network gathers to celebrate how Michigan comes together to help us. During the time of Harvest Gathering, each of our seven food banks choose a person, a company, someone to honor with what we call a Beacon of Light Award. Additionally, I get to choose two outstanding leaders as our Food Bank Council of Michigan's Hunger Free Michigan Award recipients. Today, Jerry Brisson and I celebrate these outstanding individuals, families, and companies who are coming alongside of us to help us create a food secure Michigan. Stay tuned as we celebrate these hunger heroes. Welcome back, everyone. Jerry Brisson joins me here. Jerry, great to see you, and welcome to the holiday show. You know, Doctor, this this is such a tease because I thought we'd be in the studio by now. You know, right, it, it looked right. like we were going to be in there. Then we get another, you know, variant coming around, and then it's like, ah, eh, not yet. And I know all of us, as we're heading into the holidays, want to be together. And so, you know, my heart goes out to all of our listeners as well as we continue to get through this. So it's nice to be celebrating some great people in this work. I mean, I, I'm, I just feel like, oh, it's good to be connected to people, you know? And the people we're gonna be talking about today are such great people. They're the best, Jerry. They're hunger heroes, and they come alongside of us like few other people do. I mean, they're just super special, and I'm excited for this show, as you said, because it is the holidays. We do need to feel some connection and some good news. So here it comes. Tell us about the first category. So so just to frame up for everybody, we're going to talk about... Um, volunteers. We're going to talk about people from the food industry who help us. We're going to talk about policy and people significant to the policy work that we do. And we're going to talk about fundraising and board oversight, all those things and different heroes that help in those areas. And it just reminds us how partnerships are so important to food banks in so many areas. So volunteers, the food industry, policy, fundraising and board oversight, uh, and we're going to start with volunteers. You know, volunteers got this whole food bank idea going. It was volunteers that got that said, "Hey, 
there's food going to waste and there's organizations that need food. How do we get that food to those organizations? And it was built from the ground up on volunteers, including the agencies that distribute the food, right? And still to this day, a huge amount of the work that we do every year is done by volunteers. Volunteers in the food banks, volunteers throughout our network of thousands of agencies that get food to people who need it. And the truth is there'd be no way we could afford to do this work at the scale we do if it weren't for the literally tens of thousands of volunteers that help us with this. And, uh, and one more point on this, you know, during the pandemic, Volunteers almost went away, and I want to give one more shout out to the National Guard who stepped in when the volunteers couldn't come, uh, and they worked with us for 18 months providing that volunteer support to us. Now, they were, you know, paid as part of their National Guard work, but it came to us as volunteers. So, so again, volunteers critically important, and we've got three volunteers to, to uh, honor with Beacon of Light Awards this year, um, and they are Kurt Damro, Joshua Gillespie II, and Scott Avery. And I don't know, Doctor, if you want to tell us a little bit about uh, the the reason that the three of them are going to be getting their awards. Well, you know, Jerry, you said it. Volunteers are a critical component to how food banks operate. And uh, we normally get volunteers from two great sources, corporations and from senior citizens. But these three right here stand out among the pack of all the great volunteers that we have across all of our seven Feeding America food banks. So, no, just lead out, brother. Let's talk <laughs> about these great volunteers. So Kurt was um, nominated and, and awarded from the Food Bank of Eastern Michigan, uh, and he works for in the Thumb area. So the Food Bank of Eastern Michigan has kind of the northern lower Michigan part of the state from north of Flint and east of I-75. And he's particularly in the Thumb area helped with over 170 pop-up mobile food pantries in the thumb 16 different local areas and even after the pandemic is continuing to do that work with local lions clubs fire departments chambers of commerce and am vets and uh and when he found out they needed more funding to keep the work going, he found money for them in the form of a grant. So um, a really tremendous helper in all the ways that they needed help up there. Uh, his name is Kurt Damro, and he was nominated and then awarded by the Food Bank of Eastern Michigan. Wow, that's great. That's great. You know, I, that's a lot of pop-ups. It is, and that's how they had to do it. I mean, not only do they have a lot of territory to cover, but you can't build facilities in all those areas, right? So you got to get out there with trucks full of food. You got to go where people are. And I love how many different local organizations he figured out could be helpful in getting all those pop-ups done. Yeah, Jerry, hey, how about the folks, how about the guy, the gentleman from the Greater Lansing? You know, that's where the Food Bank Council office is located. And the Greater Lansing Food Bank um, has just made a transition into a new building there. Uh, Michelle Lance the CEO, being the CEO. And, um, you know, when you say this gentleman's name, I'll, I promise you everybody in Lansing is going to recognize his last name. <laughs> well, it's Joshua Gillespie II. And yeah. he and he um, 
was a volunteer and co-sponsor of their back-to-school backpack giveaway. Um, obviously does a lot of things in the Lansing community, but their Fresh Food Fridays program has provided more than 227,000 pounds of produce, meats, and other fresh produce to community members in needs. I mean, or community members in need, that is. And uh, you know what? I mean, he, he put his hand on the plow. And, yeah. uh, you know, this is where you wonder if he put the yoke on and pulled the plow from that way. 227,000 pounds, you better have something to help you. Yeah, he's got, he's got a lot of pulling. Uh, it's a great family all across uh, the, the mid-Michigan region, the Gillespie family. And this is just uh, another example of their investment of both into the economic development of the, country, of the, of the region, but also investment into the community to make it healthy as well. So, ah, congratulations to Joshua, and thanks so much for your, your coming alongside of us in this mission. So then our third uh, volunteer awardee came from the South Michigan Food Bank. And again, just to remind people, the South Michigan Food Bank really does have um, the very center south part of the state. So think of south of I-94, all the way down to the border and between southwest and southeast Michigan and all those counties in between. They're headquartered in Battle Creek and they wanted to uh, put forward Scott Avery who uh, really during a time when volunteers were hard to come by, Scott worked over 55 days himself, 120 hours working with the food bank, building boxes for their fresh food pharmacy every Monday and Tuesday. And his enthusiasm recruited others to pitch in and help when it was really hard to get people to step forward. They don't know how they could have done it without him. Scott Avery, thank you so much. You know, Jerry, that's a great program that was started, you know, by our own Dr. Dawn Opal uh, in partnership with Grace Health, who we've had Dr. Chang on the show to talk about that. But this is kind of the stuff that has to happen so that can happen, so that people have access to the food that they're prescribing to them inside the clinic. Here's Scott and his team of volunteers packing those boxes. So a pretty, pretty nice look. A guy that, you know, it's amazing what can happen when nobody cares gets, who gets the credit. I'd say Scott Avery is the example of that for sure. No doubt about it. And again, great to talk about from three different food banks, the significance of volunteers in our work. We cannot overstate the importance. Well, Jerry, let's come back and talk about food because, you know, that's what our business is, is getting the right food to the right people at the right time in the right place. We're going to talk about some folks who help us do that next on this edition of Food First Michigan. Contact the Food Bank Council of Michigan at fbcmich.org. Now back to more Food First Michigan with Dr. Phil Knight and Jerry Brisson. Welcome back, everyone. Jerry Brisson, Dr. Phil Knight, celebrating the holidays with this edition of Food First Michigan. Jerry, we talked about volunteers who mean so much to us, but, you know, I mean, I mean, our work is really centered around food. 
Food first. There's a reason for that, right? I don't know who named the show Food First. Oh, wait, that was us. Oh, yeah. Hello. <laughs> but Food First Michigan, and again, right back to the, to the original idea of food banks. There was food going to waste and people who needed it, and volunteers stepped up and figured out where that food was and got people to donate it. Still to this mm. day, the majority of food distributed through food banks nationwide is donated. We do purchase a lot more food than we ever have, but it is a clear majority of the food that we get is donated. And in order to get those food donations, you need people from the food industry to support the work. And they have to know where the food is and how much there is and how we can get it and help with trucking and shipping and all of the other ways that people in the food industry to help. And there are two people from the food industry that are Beacon of Light awardees this year. One is Milk Means More. We're going to talk about that in a minute. And the other one is Doug Bush from Bush's Grocery. And uh, both tremendous organizations and there's some great people um and you know well what can i say you know it, it, it's easy to get excited and i know i'm already over the top about this but uh but you know what again um just looking at milk first and right. thinking about how that's changed. You know, when I first started in food banking, which is getting to be a long time ago, there it was past the horse and buggy years, but just barely. <laughs> barely. And barely. um and we didn't distribute really virtually any milk. And it was mm -hmm. cuz nobody knew how to figure out the refrigeration and nobody knew how to get it from where it was to where it needs to go. And so Milk Means More, who's being nominated by Feeding America West Michigan, stepped up as an organization and really helped us connect the dots. And it's been years now. Um, last year, they, they got a brand new reefer trailer for Feeding America West Michigan as a way to help them distribute more milk. They've helped us in the same way. They help with our milk drives. And again, in West Michigan alone, they were they raised over $150,000 to get fresh milk up to the UP, which is a long way to go, right? Um, that was just what they did for Feeding America West Michigan. When you look at the whole state of Michigan, milk is one of the most important things that our recipients of food request. They want milk. It's especially good for for families with children, and 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 we as a as a as a whole seven food bank um, network, over 100,000 gallons of milk a month. That's how big that has grown, and Milk Means More has been a key part of making that happen. Jerry, it's so important, and just to bring it home, how important it's been in recent years with the Flint water crisis and now with the uh, situation down in Benton Harbor. And you know, the situation in, in Flint and now with the same situation in Benton Harbor, um, you know, milk does mean more. It is one of the foods that helps mitigate lead exposure. Um, and, you know, there's a whole network of milk folks here in this state that have been wonderful. We're highlighting milk means more today, but gee whiz, man, has this entire industry come alongside of us. Well, it's been really important, and again, when we think about the value that we provide to the community and, and the household impact model, where we talk about economic value and stability, health and empowerment, 
Um, our ability to, to really get behind a product like milk, get it, you know, we know that some milk was going to waste for a while. We cleaned up a lot of that opportunity, and now that milk is going to kids and families that need it. We, we continue to work closely with a lot of people in the industry to really reach our community, and that's a lot of dollars of economic value just from one product milk. It's so important to us, and we're, we're so delighted to, to recognize Milk Means More for their contribution in helping us. Wow, that's right. And, can, you know, Feeding America West Michigan nominated them, and uh, I think we all, you know, say a hearty uh, cheers to, to Milk Means More in the entire dairy industry here in Michigan. Well, hey, you mentioned it earlier. What about, what about this... Doug Bush guy. I mean, what he he I think he's kind of committed to this mission. He is. In fact, we should commit right now to getting him on the show. Doug is awesome. He's fun to listen to. He's a really energetic guy and amazingly passionate about uh, the work of feeding our community. He has been deeply involved with Forgotten Harvest for a long time. He is the Forgotten Harvest Beacon of Light awardee this year. And for over 14 years, his family's business, that's Bush's Fresh Food Market, um, has donated the equivalent of millions of meals to Forgotten Harvest and food gatherers. So they're involved with two food banks being nominated by Forgotten Harvest this year. Um, they've also raised millions of dollars to help support emergency food rescue and distribution operations for Forgotten Harvest. Doug has been an active volunteer leader on Forgotten Harvest Board of Directors and Executive Committee in addition to being always there, you, they run campaigns in their stores. They let the people coming to the stores know they need to be involved. And I will say, he's also just a tremendous human being. Um, if you ever get a chance to meet Doug Bush, you will not regret it. He's, he, he has a smile a mile wide and, uh, and is just a terrific guy. So we're, we're delighted to honor Doug. Um, retail partners are one of the biggest categories of food overall for food banks across the state. And when mm -hmm. we think about a food secure Michigan, our partnerships with our retail partners are one of the most significant ways that we get food. And Doug was there early and often. Right. And it looks like he's staying late. Well, there we go. Well, it's not too late. <laughs> no, never too late. Never too late. Hey, Doug Bush, congratulations for being a Beacon of Light Award winner. Um, you know, submitted and uh, recommended for this award by Forgotten Harvest. And so, Jerry, that's our, that's our, our we've covered our volunteers, we've covered, covered the food section of our work, but we've got a couple of more to do, so let's take a quick break and come back and do those. You folks stay with us. Jerry and I will be right back. Welcome back, everyone. Jerry Brisson, Dr. Phil Knight here in the holiday edition of Food First Michigan. Uh, I love this show, Jerry. I mean, it's just so encouraged. It's so happy. You know, connecting to other people is one of the great joys of the holiday season. I love connecting to all these Beacon of Light awardees. 
and remembering how much of a difference people make in our work. And it's good to be reminded we live in a world with people who are exceptional and noteworthy. And a lot of these people are still behind the scenes to some degree too. And, and not looking for credit, as you said, but really just looking to make a difference. It inspires us on a daily basis. Well, let's segue right into the two awards that I have the privilege of giving away each year. We, we don't call them Beacon of Light. That's for all the food banks. We're going to pick that up in the last segment here. But these are the Hunger Free Michigan Awards. And this year, Jerry, I gave them to two people who have been guests on our show previously. Um, and they are Mr. Lewis Rubel, who is the Director of Opportunity. Um, at the uh, Department of Health and Human Services for the state of Michigan. Lou is a great guy. He's the vice chair of the um, Food Security Council that I chair on behalf of the governor. And uh, I just got to tell you that there's a segment for Lou from the previous show that really talks about how important he feels the work that he's doing and that he's doing with us, how much it matters to him. Truthfully, uh, I look at the last 20 years as uh, something that has certainly shaped me. I found that myself, like many uh, that find themselves in civil service, really feel that the mission we carry out is incredibly important, and it's easy, therefore, to pour yourself into it and want to do right. Um, and, you know, Phil, looking at what we have uh, worked through since March, I don't know <laughs> that our work has ever been more important, frankly. And uh, although we have been on plenty of calls, I, I feel like they've uh, all been productive, and uh, hopefully uh, we continue this partnership moving forward. It seems like it's the right thing for uh, the residents of Michigan and uh, our, our work goes on. So Jerry, that's Lou Rubel, the Deputy Director for Opportunity at DHHS. And you know, one of our strongest partners we have in state government, the Department of Health and Human Services. Well, and how much did Lou help us get done during the pandemic when there was so many things that needed to get done? I mean, Lou stepped up he, he made sure that the wheels internally were aligned with what had to be done externally and kept things moving. And, you know, that's not always a simple thing. So I, I've met Lou more than once. He's an inspiring human being, uh, but he's so organized and so smart and so capable. Um, I just can't say enough about how much we owe Lou for his investment in this work. Yeah, he believes in us for sure, and he's a prince of a guy, and I'm honored to give him this award for sure, a hunger-free Michigan award, because he's definitely working towards it. Um, Jerry, the other awardee that I have is uh, Dr. Delicia Pruitt. Uh, and you'll remember Dr. Pruitt, who is, uh, let me see if I get all this right, who's a medical doctor, has her own practice, teaches at Central Michigan University, and shared a practice with her dad at one time who in, the, in his uh, late 30s, early 40s, went back to medical school uh, and is also now serving in a, one of the probably the most thankless jobs in Michigan over the last two years. And that is she's the chief medical officer for the health department in Saginaw County. And I just got to say right here, to all those folks that have really served the community so well with under a lot of stress and a lot of criticism, much of that unjustified, if not all of that, for the county health departments, that's, what, that's our Delicia Pruitt, who understands 
food insecurity at a very personal level. Listen to this clip from when she was on the show earlier. I remember, you know, we made just enough so that we didn't get free lunch. Okay. So my mom made just enough that, that, that we didn't qualify. So, um, there were, there were moments where, you know, you would, you know, have money or not have money. Uh, you mm -hmm. would eat lunch at school. And then if, if we had a half a day and you would come home, there was no food at, at the house. So your, your, your greatest meal is to eat at school. Um, and it was very difficult because I remember um, coming home one day with my twin sister. I have a twin sister. And we were like, oh, my God, there's no food in the house. And so we we looked all around and we found flour, uh, water and cherry pie filling. And so we made our own little dough out of this flour and water. And these were the worst tasting crackers you've ever tasted <laughs> in your life. I just want you to know that. Um, and we put that cherry pie filling on top of those crackers and we ate that um, that um, afternoon because we weren't going to eat till my mom got home to bring something um, there. And, you right. know, we, we talk about a lasting um, impact. Do you know, to this day, I will not eat cherry pie filling because of that um, experience that I had um, then. Sure. And my husband always tells me, he goes, you know, we have a freezer in our house, you know, with our with our, our refrigerator, two freezers in the garage, and each one of them are full to the maximum. And he says, why do you do that? And I said, I think it's the long lasting impact that food insecurity had on my life to a point where I just I'm unable to, like, let just have enough in the house. I have right. to have more just to make sure that if something happens, we have more than enough to eat. Jerry, I'm reminded when I hear Dr. Pruitt talk about, you know, I don't want to say food hoarding, but she's making sure those refrigerators are packed because of what she went through as a child. And, you know, we just did a show a couple of weeks ago on what people do in order to, to, to uh, cope with being food insecure and how that still affects them even when they're not food insecure. Yeah, the toxic stress, we talk about toxic stress and one of the things that makes it toxic is it's it's unforgettable. You carry those scars with you and you're you're you know you never want to be without food again. If you've lived through it once, you never want it again. And so, but what I like Dr. Pruitt rather than you know getting dejected about it got motivated by it oh. she said i am going to make a difference for the people that i interact with for the rest of my life i'm going to be involved in their health i'm going to be involved in making sure they have what they need as part of a treatment plan and if food is what they need they're going to get that food she's she's worked with a food pharmacy and and making sure that people can get the food they need for their medications to work and for them to be healthier again she she understands this from so many different angles and and i think a tremendous hunger free michigan award winner this year um, dr pruitt is a, a phenomenal human being she is jerry and you know like lou they're a lot of fun too you know absolutely uh, right you know they're so positive uh, they believe in this work. They're giving their life to this work. Obviously, two different things. I mean, Dr. Pruitt, the chief medical officer for a county health department, that being Saginaw, Lou being the deputy director for Opportunity. Isn't that just the greatest job title ever? I mean, I love that. <laughs> 
And, you know, both of them just giving all that they have to people in the community and particularly those who are struggling with with not having enough food. That You know, they got more month than money. They're going at it totally different. But that's what encourages me about this work, that it can be solved, it can be fixed, because you got two really super smart, highly motivated people looking at this problem from different angles and dead set on creating a solution. And I would say to our listeners right now, if you're wondering if you can make a difference, we've talked about volunteers, we've talked about food, we've talked about policy, and there's still one more segment where we're going to talk about another way that you can make a difference. And so come back and be with us in just a moment because we're going to tell you how to do that. He's Jerry Brisson, I'm Dr. Phil Knight, and we're back in just a moment. Food First, Michigan. Once again, here's Phil and Jerry. Thanks for listening, everyone. Welcome to the holiday edition of Food First, Michigan. Uh, Jerry, we have spent the day talking about some fabulous, phenomenal people that are, are so cool and they are giving of their time, talent, and treasure to help us and all of our seven Feeding America food banks uh, create a food-secure Michigan. So let me review for just a second, and then I want you to kind of tie the bow on this thing be even before we announce this last segment that we're going to talk about. Um, we talked about the value and the need for volunteers. I mean, the Michigan National Guard came alongside of us during the throes of the pandemic, but that's gone now. So volunteers are a critical part of this work for us. Um, and then we talked about the, you know, hey, is, we're the food banks, right? You got to have food. So there's been some, the, the importance of food today and helping people reach self-sufficiency tomorrow. And then there's the policy work, right? There's, there's our relationship with state government, but there's also, you know, this, I'm going to sneak a little plug in here with healthcare with Dr. Pruitt and, uh, and what she's doing in the, as the chief medical officer uh, for the health department. It's just all ties together. You can't leave any of those three aspects out and this work work. But there's, so tie that, tie a bow on that for me and our listeners, and then introduce to us this last segment that we think is critical for us achieving our mission. Well, when we talk about why hunger is solvable, one of the main reasons is there's enough people that want to see it solved, right? And so, our listeners are probably some of the most ardent of that group of people that want to see this solved. We're grateful to you for continuing to listen to all of the things that we talk about, all of the guests we have, and all of the various complicated but interesting ways that we can solve food insecurity and create a food secure state in Michigan. That's the big bow, right? That's what ties all of this together is this dream, this vision, this possibility that we can have a food secure state. And so the in this in this segment we want to talk about two more really important ways that people make a difference being on our boards and helping us raise the money we need. And and gleaners nominated the Weingarts family for our Beacon of Light awardee. Mm -hmm. And the reason we did is because they have committed themselves to our board. 
They have, and they have committed themselves for years to helping us raise literally millions of dollars to, to do all of the things that we need to do, whether it be for our facilities or whether it be to make sure that we have the right staff or, or whether it be to get food that, that isn't donated and help us purchase it. They know that if they support the fundamental needs of the food bank in fundraising and then step up as a board member, living the example for others, providing the oversight to make sure that we don't lose track of what our mission is and making sure as a community member, they can say loud and, and often, this is a great organization doing great work. And so the Weingarts family does that for us. Um, they have done it for a long time. We're proud to nominate them. But for, for people who are listening, I wanna underscore Every dollar you give to a food bank, whether it be Gleaners or any other food bank in the state of Michigan, over 90 cents of that dollar is going to go to the mission. We are very efficient about what we do, and, and, and it's because of the volunteers. It's because of the food donors. It's because of good policy work. It's because of tremendous boards of directors, and it's because we get people walking alongside us to raise the money we need that we can spend the vast majority of every dollar on the mission. Mm -hmm. And that's so important as we head into the holiday season and this time of giving, remember your local food bank. You can go to feedmichigan.org, make a contribution there, and it can help all of the food banks in Michigan do their critical work. You know, Jerry, so many people this holiday season are, you know, shopping online, right? Uh, they're shopping at their local shops, but they're shopping at their local shops online. And they're shopping across the nation as well. You know, feedmichigan.org will let you shop too. I mean, you can go and make a donation and, you know, $1 equals somewhere between four and six meals uh, for, for our food banks across the state. And that's, that's a pretty good return on investment. But then you can also shop for the items that the food banks need most during these holidays. I think that's pretty cool. Well, it is pretty cool, and and I mean, I'm gonna just list some of these items, right? What you can what you can shop for on the website, you, you know, it costs a food bank maybe a dollar thirty nine to get peanut butter. Retails a dollar forty nine. There's a little bit of a good deal there. Granola bars, a food bank is getting for twenty two cents a bar. Retail, they're closer to two dollars and nineteen cents. Pancake mix, food banks are getting for sixty-seven cents a box. Retail is two dollars and nineteen cents a box. Milk, we talked about. Food banks can get for just over two dollars a gallon. You're paying well over three dollars a gallon. These are all things that you can buy specifically on the website. Tuna fish, fifty-five cents for the food bank. Retail a dollar sixty-nine a can. And there are so many more opportunities and options on the website where you can shop for these food items because food banks can get these cheaper, high quality, and get them to people that need it. And those are all really direct ways that you as a listener can support your local food bank and get a really good deal this holiday season. Ah, the return on investment. I love it. You know, $1 to, for uh, up to five or six meals. And then to be able to shop too. I mean, what more could you want this holiday season? No, no kidding, folks. Thanks for uh, going to feedmichigan.org. When you shop there, it supports all seven of our Feeding America food banks, and you'll be having statewide impact as well. So, Jerry, you talked a lot, we talked a lot about 
people today. And, um, you know, one of my mentors used to say that people are your greatest asset. And I think they're also our most appreciable asset. And that includes the teams we have that work in our food banks across the state and at the Food Bank Council. And, you know, it's people on the outside helping to make this happen, but it's also people on the inside that are dedicating their lives to. Well, that's exactly right. And uh, I know that that every food bank leader will tell you the, the, the reason they can do what they do is because of the people they have who make sure all the important work is getting done. And also a real big shout out to the, to the staff at the Food Bank Council of Michigan who, you know, we talk about the Michigan food banks on this show a lot. Uh, so we're going to talk for just one minute about the Food Bank Council of Michigan and how you help drive results for every food bank across the state. You bring us so many resources that we couldn't get without you, and we are grateful to you, Dr. Phil, and your tremendous team. Well, thank you, Jerry. We appreciate it. It's an honor to serve and to work together. With that, we'll come to the close of this holiday show, celebrating a lot of great people with a food for thought. Celebrate what you want and in our case, what we need. Volunteers in our warehouses, helping with distributions, home deliveries, and serving as advisor on our committees, boards, and giving not only of their time and talent, but also of their treasure. This is the picture of those who have a life that they are choosing to invest in those who have less. These are the riches never discovered outside of giving ourselves to help others. This perspective brings about a wisdom that remains unknown to us until we realize that not everything that comes to us is for us. Some of the blessings of life are meant to pass through us on to others. We want our Beacon of Light awardees, our hunger-free Michigan recipients, our sponsor at Farm Bureau Insurance of Michigan, and especially our listeners and subscribers to know that we appreciate you. Let's do our best to be thankful, to be merry, and as the new year arrives, let's be ready to put and keep food first, folks. Food first. Food First Michigan, presented by Farm Bureau Insurance of Michigan and by the Food Bank Council of Michigan. Creating a food secure state.